Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at nortonsimon.org. Studios. In low-income communities of color in LA, the air quality is among the worst in the country as far as pollutants in the air, in the soil, in the water. Schools that lack any green space so that children are struggling even just to play outside. It's too hot. It's, they're surrounded by asphalt. Yeah, that sounds just like when I was growing up in LA during the 90s. Hot summers, black asphalt, you know the deal. But people are working to change that. This is How to LA, connecting you with this city every episode, discovering the new, navigating the confusing, and even making some change along the way. I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. In LA, the lack of green space is real. I know because I have two dogs. One is a mutt named Bigotes, and the other one is an Australian Shepherd named Remix. And in my neighborhood in Westchester, there's really nowhere for them to run around. So I have to drive 10 minutes to Mar Vista to the closest dog park. Every neighborhood needs more parks. Every person should be able to walk out their front door and go to some sort of park. That's Aaron Thomas. He's the director of urban forestry for a nonprofit called Northeast Trees. Basically, his mission for the last 30 years has been about making LA greener. Because it's not just nice for dogs, it's literally about public health. According to a recent study from UCLA, one in four people killed by extreme heat in LA could be saved if more trees were planted in the region. And research from UC Davis found disparities based on race and class. On a hot day in LA, the neighborhoods that are primarily Latino can be more than six degrees hotter than the ones that are not. And Aaron says parks can make a difference. It's almost inevitable that the population is going to continue to grow in LA. We're still a pretty young city. In order to have any meaningful quality of life, we need to have more parks like everywhere in every neighborhood. Today, I'm out in a little half-acre stretch of grass and trees on the east side of L.A., in a neighborhood that's between Boyle Heights, El Sereno, and Lincoln Heights. We're outside Ramona Gardens, a public housing development that's been here since the 1930s. They use this as a gathering area. They do a little mercado, sell tamales or other foods, tortas, and all the other, you know, local favorites. Over the last 20 years, He's recruited Ramona Gardens residents to plant hundreds of trees outside their homes because before, it was pretty bleak. This is it. I mean, there's no nature. This is surrounded by the 10 freeway right there. The Metrolink on the north end is a huge cargo train. And then on the east side is an industrial area. You don't have to be a genius or a scientist to know that the air quality is really, really poor. The trees can help filter some of that junk in the air. And it does help out other kinds of pollution, too. Noise pollution as well. As you can tell, it's extremely loud right here. 
So the people who live in these units have to hear this all day, every day. Aaron says the trees are a buffer, absorbing noise from the freeway and train. Walking around the complex, there's lemon trees, plums, oranges, avocados, oaks, olives, all trees that Aaron put in. He points to one that right now it's all green. But in the spring, it'll transform into a huge pink cloud. Here we have, this is just a flowering pink trumpet tree, but you know, in addition to fruit and shade, people need color and pretty flowers. So with all these benefits, I asked Aaron, why is it that LA doesn't actually seem to have that many public parks? He says it goes way back to when the city was designed and what it was designed for. I'm talking about cars. We're a different kind of city. People want to move around the city in, in cars and their own transportation. People come here and they want to settle and have their own little house. Everyone was supposed to have their own green space at home. But as the region became more dense, public parks didn't keep up with that expansion. He's trying to make up for it with a new project at Ramona Gardens. We walk over to the top of some stairs, looking out over a big old dirt lot. So this little park, which was pretty run down, we were able to get the funding to redo this park. And where you see dirt will be native rain gardens. There will be little walking paths, lots of new trees. Aaron says planting trees outside of people's homes here was just the bare minimum. His dream is to fix up this park, then add some trees and vines to a nearby alley, which connects residents to a bigger city park and bus lines. And from there, create pathways to an even bigger open space like Ascot Hills, just north of Ramona Gardens. It's like a corridor, a really a nature corridor for this whole community. For this job, they're planning to put in 4,000 trees. But today, construction's on hold. They're waiting to get some permits worked out. Typical, Aaron says, but in the end, it'll be worth it. Where some people might look at this and see a trashy, weed-filled hillside. I know that this is where kids play. They told me they climb on the rocks there. Can you imagine you grew up in Ramona? You don't have the luxury of going to a climbing wall and being a part of a gym. And When they want to play rock climbing, this is where they come. And they should have a safe but enjoyable space, right? To be out in nature and climb a hill like every kid should. Look, we know there's inequality across neighborhoods when it comes to parks. Which ones have them and which ones don't. Wider and richer neighborhoods get more investment to create green spaces. That's why Aaron and Northeast Trees focus their efforts on low-income communities of color. Over here in Boyle Heights, around Cypress Park, South Central LA, in the Watts neighborhood again, Lincoln Heights, El Sereno, and Buchanan Elementary is in Highland Park. But when I hear about those neighborhoods, I can't help but think about the way some of them are changing. Why do my friends who have come from these backgrounds just feel like their communities are being gentrified when people step in with this idea of let's make a cute park. Mm. And we, it's not just parks or, or green spaces, it could be a bike lane. But even just infrastructure, people are like kind of like are suspicious about it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can take a minute to, to think about it. Yeah, too. yes, yeah. I mean, I personally 
have never seen the co-relationship between people taking care of the environment that they live in and ultimately being gentrified. So if a person plants a tree on a street or builds a little park or puts in a bike lane or, or paints out graffiti for that matter or picks up trash, obviously that's making the quality of life better in that place and it makes it more appealing so theoretically other people would want to live in a place like that that might be what people are referring to as as you know it's it's a stepping stone to gentrification if we collectively make the effort to improve those conditions is is that a worthwhile effort um i think so <laughs> i've never you know honestly i've never within in my 30 years doing this i've never heard a large consensus of people tell me, please don't plant trees in my neighborhood. There may be a few, but the usually the, the majority of people who I work with throughout LA understand the need and the benefits and, and they do want it. Community members have started coming to him, asking for help to plant trees or build parks in their own neighborhoods. Aaron says the process is like a treasure hunt. It's about finding unused spaces that have potential keep your eyes open the city is actually for all of the challenges that we've described is full of opportunity and even mystery and even in one's own neighborhood you know it's so easy to just kind of wake up in the morning and take the same route to go to school or take the same route to go to work and you're kind of on automatic mode Try going down a different street one day. Look down that alleyway. What's back there behind that building? And what is that vacant lot? If you're interested, maybe contact a nonprofit or, or the city and say, hey, w- what if we cleaned up this alley and made it into a park? All right, y'all, that's it for today. This is How to LA from LES Studios. I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. Learn more about green spaces and the people involved by reading our newsletter. Subscribe at LES.com slash How to LA. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. This program is made possible in part by Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. See you tomorrow.